0: Life His dreaming flesh would be preserved indefinitely in the lake’s almost freezing deep temperatures. There would be no release. And if dreaming meant re-experiencing the events of life, he would not wish to dream forever. The tarp unwrapped slightly at the top and I saw a clump of familiar brown hair. I propped myself against the open hatch to the tiny cabin and put out a gloved finger, touching the hair lightly something stirred within me even as I shuddered. Then I hardened my stomach muscles, crouched, picked it up, tarp and all, and tipped the reeking thing into the lake. The boat was at the deepest fractured depth of the lake, about sixteen hundred feet, the second deepest lake depth in the United States. Down there it would be utterly lightless. As it sank, last blue on blue, I took out a small, soft, flattened, leather-bound book from my pocket and read an old poem I had chosen for this occasion. We are white, floating in an unknown firmament. Our faces loom from the black, then recede as impassive as winter branches. Our lips fall into disarray. We stare harmlessly. Wide-eyed, we dream. I didn't feel like finishing. When I closed the book, I could no longer see anything over the side. I threw the book into the water, removed my gloves, leaned out over the lake, and washed my hands and face. The water cooled me. Then I reset the sails, freed the tiller, and headed back toward the Tahoe Keys Marina. Let the dead dream. Let the living act. Part 1. Chapter 1. Sandy Whitefeather walked into the inner office, closed the door, and sat down in one of the orange client chairs, wearing her usual expression of firm dignity. On the phone with a probation officer who was preparing a sentencing report for one of her criminal defense clients, Nina raised her eyebrows, but Sandy's expression did not alter. The secretary and lone staffer in the law offices of Nina Riley... Sandy ordinarily stood at Nina's desk, so either she was tired, or some cataclysm was afoot. Since at 8 a.m., Sandy usually was well into her fourth cup of coffee, she probably wasn't tired. She had been hard at work when Nina arrived, and Nina had meant to ask her what was bringing her into the office so early these days, and why she would close out the file on her computer whenever Nina came near. Outside, the weather had turned cloudy the thick white clouds that meant they would have snow. This was the tumultuous season, as the mountains left winter and moved into spring. "'Sorry, gotta go. Call you back later,' Nina told the officer and hung up. "'So?' "'Scumbags have been sitting in these chairs for four years now,' Sandy observed. She wore a belt with small silver conchas and tan leather cowboy boots under a long skirt. A member of the Washoe tribe, Sandy had lately gone country-western in her dress— and the appearance of a snorting stallion in the parking lot one night would not surprise Nina. They do the job. Nina got up, spun one, and tried not to notice the ugly brown stain not exactly adorning its back. When had that got there? We need new chairs. Comfortable. Leather, so they clean easier. That's low on the list. Nina indicated the stack of files and phone messages stacked neatly on her desk. Today, we work on generating cash, not spending it. As I recall, you told me Friday that we are low on the account's receivable front. No surprise, considering that nobody in town has a dime to litigate these days. Fine, if you like cooties. So hire a steam cleaner. Do we need to have this conversation right now? Is that why you came in? I'm working. I saw brown leather chairs at Jay's Furniture over in Reno this weekend. 400 apiece, but... Your clients can rest their heads and they won't have to put their arms on this cold chrome. No money for extras now. How about if you could make five thousand bucks in ten minutes? Nina waited, but Sandy sat, arms crossed. Unable to stand it any longer, Nina asked. New client? Someone we know awaits outside. Who? Philip Strong. Strong? Nina felt a nasty stirring in her gut. For two years, she had tried to put that name out of her mind. Jim Strong's father. No. Yes. That's over.